Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello Wonderbeaks, this week I'm hoovering with comedian, gin maker, comics man and boat dweller Paul Savage. Thanks for being a hoovering listener, Uh, if you want to give it a a little bit of help along the way, one great thing you could do is to give it a five star review wherever you're listening to it and subscribe to it. You can tell other people about it in real life or on the internet directly if you like, I love that. Or if you've got any spare wedge and you'd like to help the podcast with actual money, um, if you'd like to do like a one-off fiver or ten or more, just as like a one-off, here you go. Why don't you go out and get yourself a totally legal takeaway and then come back and have it at home on your own? Um, You can do that by going to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering. Or if you wanted to support the podcast in a more regular way, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and um, you'll see the sorts of things I will swap in exchange for your monthly uh, help with the podcast from anything from a little, I think it's two quid um, a month. Um, For example, all my patrons get uh, guest recipes and former guest Izzy Sooty has actually handwritten and drawn a recipe and a lovely one no less for the December edition of the guest recipes and that is for my patrons only so maybe consider being one of them if you are in England right now then we are in a lockdown if you want to try odd box it's like a fruit and veg box that uses either wonky or surplus um, fruit and veg and it's so delicious and amazing and like just as good as anything you'd get in a supermarket it's just it's properly awesome um, you can get your tenor off of your first box if you want using a link in my uh, podcast notes or um, in the at the hoovering pod on twitter in the bio there uh, which makes a first box only i think about three quid um so go for it i think they're amazing um all right look i hope you guys are all doing okay at the time of recording we have just begun our lockdown 2.0 in England. It's a weird time emotionally, I think, but here's hoping there's as many highs as there are lows. And fingers crossed, some lovely eating is happening to you guys. I had a spinach gnocchi for lunch and some crispy chili tofu for dinner. Yes, I know. My life sounds fine, actually, doesn't it? Thank you. Point of telling you all that is that it brings me great particular joy uh, to... um, to uh, show you an episode now that was actually recorded in person because um, 
it's nice to hear that at least even while we can't do it isn't it and we recorded this episode in the last throes of summer and I've held off releasing it while Paul sets up his crowdfunding for a new collection of his comics which I'll tell you more about at the end let's get into it so Paul and me met on the boat that he lives in on in he, he lives he lives in a boat on a boat he lives on a boat um where he made us a really tasty beautiful lunch yes please it looks so yummy it smells so yummy snazzy guacamole so i do that in the um ceviche method oh which is uh you get the onion and the lime yeah and do that like way ahead of time so oh just, and so it gets all the onion all thoffed and then you like last minute put the so you put chopped onion in lime juice in lime juice so like, basically sort of do what that does to it like it cooks fish doesn't it yeah, doing that yeah it's acid a, cooking a, it's the acid magic wow do you want to not be a dick <laughs> you've got the best hummus there sabra hummus yeah yeah I've got a friend who um this is how middle class she is. Her main, her saddest lockdown moment was when she stopped being able to get hold of that. <laughs> I think it, it, some people are a bit addicted, aren't they? It's, um, yeah, because I, uh, I, I try and cook most things. Yeah. Um, what, as uh, opposed to buy? Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or, like, learn how to do it. And then um, hummus is just not worth it. Oh, it's not worth it absolutely not worth it um also ends up being more expensive i think once you've bought once you've made, yeah, tried yeah. to make it like that and bought pine nuts and you yeah. know all that snazzy wizardry yeah um and then yeah just sort of like thanks Snap. look crisps so, yeah, I know. so nice and summery also yeah crisps, it's like crisps in a bowl day yeah crisps in a bowl is the fan is very fancy you can tell we've grown right up I was uh, in. I did like six months out of comedy where I just um, I got sad and uh, yeah. quit and ran away to South America. Right. And uh, just like I'm having a fucking gap year. I don't care if I'm 33. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but there was a bit where I was like on New Year's Eve yeah. where I was hanging out with some Argentinian people and some Chilean, and they were like, "Oh, this is our tradition. Like we have the traditional." a uh, big meat of New Year and <laughs> like everyone comes around and what is your tradition and I had to be like um, they were like what is the tradition uh, <laughs> we get really drunk and they were like yes but what is the traditional meal of New Year's Eve and I was like it can't be crisps on a plate but I think <laughs> I think it's crisps on a plate uh, I love it shall I move this yeah, I'll just do that yeah. um, oh this looks so lush yeah. Christmas Christmas mm-hmm. crisps on a plate yeah. I'm going in for some of this there's pomegranates in your guacamole there is uh, what's brilliant like, is that half of this came from uh, the little local shop the little uh, you know the, the, the all the fruit outside and the, yeah, yeah 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 and then the rest of it came from Sainsbury's yeah. and the only reason that I went to the little local shop was because Sainsbury's didn't have our fucking stuff stupid Sainsbury's and miso paste though I was quite excited by it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I tried to sort of... I sh- oh, I mean, I'll get in trouble, but I tried to sort of bolt by things like me, so... Because... Yeah. Oh, I, I just feel quite a bit panicky about the thought of not being able to get to them. <laughs> um, again, I took the piss out of my friend with her Sabra... Sabra hummus addiction, but... Uh, I think it's much, much sadder to... Thank you. One of the fun things is when you realise... Because uh, you, you're the mum, aren't you? I'm a mum. Is that the uh, fancy pants things of your childhood yeah. are now entirely normal. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'll be able to use hummus as a punchline in... Like, oh, no. I don't think we can really get away with that now, no. to be honest. <laughs> I love it that every now... I should explain, just not because of that, like, um, the sound of a city, but because we just heard an animal go... That we're in a boat. Yeah. We're on a boat. In a boat? We're in a boat. On a boat. We're in a boat. It's your boat. It's where you live in a boat. I know. Thanks for having me for lunch on your boat. It's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, It's nice having guests. It's it's so cool. And do you, um, I mean, you've got like a full on kitchen set up here with like gas hobs and everything. I was going to ask how living on a boat affects how you eat first. It does affect it because the fridge is Mm -hmm. off the. Um, solar 
Mm-hmm. And so right. I don't have a freezer because that just takes too much energy. Right. And therefore you oh. don't do batch cooking in the mm-hmm. same way that I did, you know, where I was like, oh yeah, yeah I'll make a big... And so you, I tend to eat, like, I tend to buy a lot more food. Yeah. In, sm- like, so I'm, you know, I'll cook every three days. Um, I'll go shopping for things to cook every couple of days. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just like, just some time. Especially when I was gigging on it, sometimes you just go, I just want to eat a pizza. Like, I- Yeah, totally. Yeah, out of the freezer. Mm. I don't know what to do without a freezer now, but I think that might be. Uh, saying that, on the flip side, I'm a big hypocrite because even when I'm organised and go, no, batch cook, big shops, yeah. I still end up buying food every two, like at least every couple of days because I've got a small supermarket addiction. Oh, yeah. Um, My dad had the weirdest one, which was that a, when he retired, he took over a little bit of the food shopping mm. and was like, I'll go get fresh bread and you're like, well, that's fine. Yeah. And then he got to be friends with all the ladies on the meat counter at Morrison. <laughs> and so he was just like, this guy. coming back with like, oh, no, you have to. You have to go and get it. And like, you don't have to go buy ham from the Morrison's meat counter. Uh, you can just buy ham. He'd like, been charmed yeah, into um, yeah. deli times. Yeah. Um, this is so delicious. Mm. I've had that so far. The aubergine. Mm-hmm. Miso aubergine. I've never made it this nice before. I've tried to make it over and over again. But I've never done it in thin slices like this. Yeah. Can, is I that the trick? Th- also, the guacamole is so spicy. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half a chilli in there. In that? Mm. Is it just half a chilli? Mm. Oh, I think I might have eaten it in the last mouthful. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> enjoying it there. Oh, it's entirely possible I didn't mix it properly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're like, oh, it's so sp- oh, no, it was that one, but... Mm. Um, yeah, so I do the miso relatively recent, I think. Is it? Um, yeah, because I... Do you just it, rustle that up when there's um, a non-meat eater in your midst? Yeah, because I am one of those terrible meat eaters. That's okay. I, yeah. I'm not a judger. I eat meat sometimes on really special occasions or if I'm somewhere where it's... <laughs> I don't want to not have the thing that the place do amazingly and or... By which I mean like country and stuff. Or if it's just sad. Mm. Like sometimes the vegan mm. option is just like... Mm. Uh, I went out with a girl who's a vegan and I was like, oh, we'll be vegan in your company. Mm. And then like, I'm happy to yeah. live vegan in your house and do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But sometimes it's just like, uh, yes, um, oh, you, you've made a little fritter thing. <laughs> Whereas that is a it's a full burger stack and it's it's got a little fritter thing in there. It doesn't <laughs> it's not the only thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's saddest when um, oh, I went on like a staycation. It's the only holidays we're allowed now, mm-hmm. and um, there was this pub that had the most amazing sounding vegan food, and we we both ordered for lunch this like essentially like Buddha bowl. Okay, like and I had a bit of quinoa and some and uh, like some radish and some avocado and some jackfruit but that was just in like a packet sauce <laughs> and everything else was so dry and tasted yeah. of nothing it was like oh no one's cared about anything here yeah um i only recently had falafel that someone made in a pan properly yeah and you go that's oh. falafel yeah like when it's hot and crumbly and like you break it apart and steam comes out of it oh Oh, i see why like how have you been doing it this yeah it's these little dry little fist nuggets of just oh supermarket falafel is a fucking abomination (laughs) it's worse than supermarket sushi i reckon Mm. this is so yummy i'm a big fan of sushi and then every time i go into because i'm a big fan of um oh I call it misery shopping. Nice. Which is where you go in and just, you're sad and then you buy all yellow sticker things. <laughs> and then you get chilled mm. up by going, look at what fucking bargain I've had. Look at this <laughs> cheap, cheap feast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Brilliant. And I do that on a regular basis. Yeah. And one of the ones I have to talk about, it doesn't matter how cheap the sushi is. Yeah. Don't get it. Like Marks and Spencer's, they've dropped five pounds off. No, it's still shit. It's yeah. It's always disappointing. Yeah, even M&S can't do pre-made sushi nicely. <laughs> yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah. 
My nanny used to do that. He's reminded. She was like every single day. My Austrian nana. Is that, where, is that where Fustacube comes from? No, it's English. Yeah, yeah Saxon Fustacube. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember her maiden name, but it was a lot more German sounding, <laughs> Austrian sounding. She, um, I suppose, it was living in the war as well, but was a, obsessed with bargain hunting, bargains, <laughs> and every day she would, like, first thing, go down to the, the is it Queensmead in Farnborough where they lived, and go round the big Asda and just sort of stand there waiting for yesterday's stuff to go into the special aisle of redu- reduced items. I remember yeah. uh, somebody taking me as a... almost like a... Mm. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, uh, like a safari. Mm. Um, and they went... I was like, why are we going to Wolverhampton's Asda yeah. at, uh, at like five to midnight? <laughs> Well, we're buying booze for a start, but also you need to see because that's when they clock off. They're not yeah. Um, but you need to see this, and they would wheel out the bread that <gasps> was uh, going to be reduced, and literally do like as the staff going right back, you back, you fuckers. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then they go. Oh wow! Because it's um, because uh, wow. it's a big multicultural area. And yeah, there yeah, are yeah. people who are like. Um, yes, in our culture, it is absolutely fine to fight for reduced bread. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah fair like, play. Like, sort of like big set nanas and like, yeah. sort of people going, no, yeah, pain. And you can, considering like some of these have been uh, reduced multiple times already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Isn't there a famous Asda somewhere? <laughs> is that the famous Asda? There's one really beautiful one that looks like... Jess Phillips told me about it. Oh, There's right. an Asda somewhere in Birmingham. Midlands or Birmingham. Is it Yardley? It's somewhere and it looks like um, a French, a very, looks like a Louvre. <laughs> it's all like glass yeah, outside. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they don't do more. Well, obviously, because it's for money, but you just go, yeah. like where you just go, yeah, setting up a big box on the edge of a, uh, on the edge of a ring road is the cheapest way of doing it. But totally. Like, come on, try doing a beautiful... Uh, try doing a pretty <laughs> supermarket. Yeah. Um, like, Weatherspoons take over lots of amazing buildings, don't they? And yeah. It's sort of sad, but also, it's, at least it's not... <laughs> at least it's not flats. Yeah. Um, anyway, I digress. You um, you said you were doing something fancy pants cooking this week with Paul Flannery. He's done this podcast mm. before. Mm. Uh, it, and are you two chef boyfriends or nerd boyfriends? Uh, nerd boyfriends. I was never... Um, a full-on chef. Mm. Uh, in fact, I've never professionally... I used to work in bars and stuff. Right. But I've never professionally worked in the kitchen. Mm. Um, would you ever? It would honestly, be... Uh, like, uh, there was a... Because uh, you've done the, the, the fringe multiple mm. times. And, oh, when it's fun, it's fun. Yeah. But when it's a sad time... It's oh, so hard, so. yeah. And there was one year... It was the first week. It was like the first... Monday, mm. and I'd hired a f- new flyer and <laughs> got one person in. Oh, uh, God. I, and I was just like, and they were like, I'll come back tomorrow, you're still doing it. And I was like, yeah. And then I sat for, because f- you have the room for 55 minutes. Yeah. And I sat and thought about all of my life choices. And I was just like, well, like, you enjoy cooking, maybe you should really yeah. train as a chef, and, like, maybe that's where you go for it. And then mm. by the end, the show was fine, it was mm. good, like, it was, like, mm. it was, like, made a profit, you just, it was just that one wobbly. Yeah, yeah, grim Monday or Tuesday, isn't it, mm. often? Mm. Um, yeah, that happens. <sighs> but you make your own booze, do you do that in here? Yeah, no, that's I stopped because I don't oh, have the space. Okay, um, I was going to say it's a heavy um, hobby. <laughs> yeah, that was the. Um, uh, it started with mm. my dad, uh, who had like uh, Damson Tree, which is the, nice. these yeah. sort of plums, and um, he like may one year there was just like a glut because it mm. just happens in cycles where like one year the tree will just be like. Here's a million. A million, deal with yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and so, like, they made a big pound of jam and gave that right. to, like, uh, 
friends. And, and it's then, quite tangy for a jam, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, so you put it with meats and stuff as opposed to having it like yeah, a sweet jam. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it mm. can be very tart. So you're yeah. like, ooh. Uh, and then we're like, well, what do we do? Like, uh, and so I literally Googled damson recipes. Third one down was damson gin. It was like, mm. you need a kilner jar, some damsons, some gin that have been some in the cupboard from like somebody brought to our house by yeah. years ago. I'm like, okay, try that. Made it. And all you do is you literally leave it for three months. Three uh, months? You just prick it with the thing, leave it for three months, and then like near Christmas time, you open it up, strain it off really nice wow and then, uh, so next year I did like three bottles and mm. then the year after that um, I think it was the was roughly the time that I went pro in comedy yeah when I say went pro I mean I just didn't have a proper job yeah <laughs> and so it was broke as fuck and yeah. loads of people were having like big life things of like weddings mm. and stuff where you're and house warmings where you're expected to take right. a gift yeah. and you're like no I am and so I was going and getting these little, um, you know, the little one glass glasses of wine. The oh, bottles. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those, sting the labels off, um, pour mine into Brilliant. it, put a little sticky label Make on. Make a nice label. L- label. Oh. And then people were like, and you'd be like, give a couple of gifts to that. And then people yeah. were like, I would buy that off you. And you're like, okay. And then like little by little built it up into a little company. Um brilliant and then um, I didn't realise you'd done that yeah and then I stopped doing it because it was work <laughs> yeah know? yeah again, that, that, that thing of why I don't want to retrain as a chef is yeah. because I have turned three hobbies into jobs yeah and you know that thing where people are like oh once you get a once you find a thing that you love, you'll never work a day in your life, and you're like, no, yeah, like I I've will, done, yeah. Done, <laughs> and done. also, I don't want to start. I don't want to do all the starting off bits again with other. The problem oh, with turning yeah. hobbies into jobs is you have to be skin and work your fucking nuts off for years. Yeah, it's the for um, a decade. It's the thing and open really, spot yeah. again. Um, as a chef as a chef a chef open spot <laughs> yeah. a booze maker open spot yeah. talk to me about how important eating is to you on a scale of one to ten as in like do you think you I don't know how often do you think about it how much you enjoy it versus feel stressed by it and or I don't know like um, do you think you'd be alright as an astronaut how would you get on if you just had tasteless pouches uh, I would hate tasteless pouches okay uh, I'm a big uh because I'm in the process of selling my boat, so I don't have all, I clean yeah. out um, most of my stuff. But I'm a big, like, normally that is full of little, like, extra things. So nice. Well, this is spice rack looks really yeah, yeah. So you're like, yeah, so you've got your hot sauce and you've got your smoked paprika and you've got your, yeah. your, your things to just go up a notch. Just do a thing. Right, yeah. Because um, that's, <laughs> that's just, you, you know, where you're just like, um, yeah, I find st- stuff bland. Uh, like when, when stuff is bland, you just go. Like, I'm happy to do eating for eating's sake. Yeah, for fuel. For fuel, but it's like when I see some people's sandwiches. Like uh, do they make you sad? Where you just like you've got white bread and then you've got like a layer of not even butter spread, and then you've got one slice of ham and you haven't even like folded the ham to give you some texture and then you've got like another slice of bread it was so funny this weekend right I was with my uh, mum and sister and one of my sister's PAs my sister's got cerebral palsy and so she has an assistant one of them's called Nikki and she's awesome and um, she's a great cook and it's exactly a bit like you were saying I'd not really thought about it but uh, we were all going for a picnic and mum was like can you make your rolls you know for you and your kid we're all just making our own rolls and she went I'll let Nikki do her own because she always does something really chefy. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, not all we had was cheese, or there was cheese, tomatoes, and ham, and like half of us were vegetarian. So I was like, well, it's cheese and tomatoes. Vegetarian. Like, what we? I was like, I didn't. She was like, well, you wouldn't believe what she could do. She get, she made me a bacon and avocado sandwich, and the avocado was all sprayed out in a beautiful fan. I was like, <laughs> I love it. That's a chefy thing. But I was like, there's nothing chefy she can do, Mum. I can't wait to watch Nikki try and do something chefy with cheese and tomatoes. And I came over while Nikki was making her sandwich, and she was just doing a load of crap black pepper in there oh and I was like oh God. here we go that's how she chefed it up she load died. of bloody pepper in there and probably a sprinkle of salt yeah it's a weird thing with like because I um, yeah I, I, I do think you can do like oh I've made this look just interesting yeah 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 and um, but also like, one of the weird things is, is I have to and it's from my 
childhood. Right. Uh, was my mum would chop things small, uh, chop veg small, hide them in food. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to get you to eat veg. So yeah. you're like, you're, you're, I don't know, like um, like a shepherd's pie or something. Yeah. Where you'd be like, oh yes, it's mince and onions, but the onions have to be really fine because otherwise we'll pick them out like idiots. Right. And then, but also like, something like that. And I Sneak do. Sneak a bit of pepper and carrot in there. Yeah, Classic uh, shepherd's pie. And I do that to myself. Even do though you? I know. <laughs> and I quite like vegetable. <laughs> I have got some weird thing with that. There's all sorts of weird thing with food where you're just sort of like, I've said this to uh, multiple people uh, who, you know the sort of family in jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Talk to me about eating growing up. Then, if you have, I love the idea of you chopping vegetables up all tiny for yourself <laughs> yeah. to hide them from yourself, <laughs> by yourself, from yourself. Yeah, I live alone. But it's, did you? No... And you mentioned a brother. So did you? Yeah. Did you grow? Is you a big family? What was it like growing up? Eating growing up. So my mum is uh, was. Um, she's a good cook. Yeah. She's a much better baker than she is. Cook. Okay. Um, but she was, uh, and so she does like really brilliant cakes. And but she's uh, very like calorie conscious. And, oh God! Um, so like, <laughs> I remember my sister ringing up because uh, mum does these great uh, flapjacks, and uh, she rang up and was just like, oh, um, "Can you find out mum's uh, flapjack recipe?" And I was like, "You just get, you find a flapjack recipe, and you cut half the sugar out because that's all Mum's recipe." Oh, like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. and she, like, she will do um, like apple crumble or something. Yeah. And she doesn't like sugar, so like, she'll like raw cooking apples. Yeah. And that's when you're like wanging a load you of sugar. You need loads of sugar, yeah. yeah. To, to break it down, to macerate mm. it. And then she's like, "No, uh, you get the sh- you get the sweetness from the crumble." <laughs> you're like, "We don't." <laughs> and, uh, and then like same with custard and stuff because she she just doesn't like it. And then so I didn't realise till I was like thirteen or fourteen. Right. That, that custard is a sweet. Thing. Oh god! You just thought it was like a neutral, savoury, yeah, yellow. You do your pudding. own oh. in the same way, like breakfast cereal is like yeah. Weetabixes. You then do the right. Um, yeah, and we weren't allowed things. I was like, never allowed to put sugar on a Weetabix. That yeah. felt like a, I remember going to friends' houses and being like, "You fucking <laughs> what? This is allowed." Yeah, yeah. Or uh, like we were, even the we were never so we were even allowed. the already sugary kids' cereals. You'd be yeah. like, "Oh, they're nice." Yeah. My son's just got wise to that because my stepdad's has some sh- honey nut cornflakes in that he's never had and he he'll be giddy as about breakfast yeah. down there it's because uh, that was always a thing of going to my uh, aunties who like one of those family relationships is really complicated uh, yeah sure she's, she's like oh what not a real aunt but like she, she's like, like an aunt yeah so she's yeah. like she's a grandmother age but not grandmother right so, right but that was just and she used to be like we'd get for going to see her, you get uh, one of those eight pack of Kellogg's variety. Oh yeah, they're the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we get to choose from a tiny box of any cereals. Yeah. And what the, order would you do them in? Uh, ricicles. Ricicles first. Yeah, yeah. That's a sugary rice crispy for anybody <laughs> uninitiated listening. <laughs> yeah. Why, ricicles what? Uh, before cocoa pops. Uh, yeah. I think. Okay. Oh, I think we had to share between the three uh, of us. So there was these whole like I only. I want I to know really, your dream ordering okay, of a Kellogg's variety pack. Because they don't have crunchy nut cornflakes in there, which would be my top. Okay. Uh, but I think um, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops, yeah. Uh, they had one where they did cocoa, like Cocoa Pops, but for cornflakes. Oh, I'd never even heard of that. That was great. Yes. There was also another one that was not in there, but it was also a great Kellogg's area they don't do anymore. It was called um, Country Store. I remember Country Store. Yeah. So my mum's best friend Mo is obsessed with Country Store, and you can still get it on the internet. So it's muesli. Yeah. But it is rammed with sugar. Yeah, absolutely it delicious. So good. It's basically limp granola, isn't it? Yeah. Really. It's just like how if you were gonna go, oh, how would we make how would we make muesli good for kids? Well, you could yeah. cram it full of sugar. That's what we'll do. And, and call it Country Store. I think yeah. you've tried. You've made it sound yeah. very wholesome there, haven't you? Yeah, because it was it was a weird one because it wasn't nationwide where you could get it. So you could get it by my grandma's house. So that was a treat when we went to right. hers. Where we was could, that? Uh, Mansfield. Okay, so bloody to, hell. Yeah. yeah. And but you couldn't get it in Wolverhampton, which is maybe an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> like, these weird little pockets of things. Um, and she was um, my auntie uh, would also do um, fried breakfasts. Um, 
so you'd have like a little fried breakfast for yourself yes. and that was never a thing my mum's has like you just like <gasps> no for like uh, so mum did most of the cooking apart from on Saturdays my dad would do uh, a fried breakfast for dinner Right, that sort of getting uh, yeah. So like, and it's been really weird because there's um, what a lovely family tradition actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the midst of all of the t- yeah. sounds like potentially mildly miserable restriction, <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck a Saturday night fry up for dinner. Yeah, well, it's been a really weird one because I'm uh, my dad was big into sort of like like doing things up around the house. Right, had a, uh, had a big garden. He'd do that up, or he'd do sort of knocking around the house. And it was always have the uh, football on on Radio Five Live, yeah, and then do a sort of pottering about, and then you get the final score bit at the end, uh, which has this brilliant theme music, which is sort of like this weird thirties goes is my like it's weirdly stuck in my head. Yeah, lovely childhood noise. Childhood noise, and because this boat required quite a lot of doing up right uh, I, that was how I'd like if I didn't have a gig that's how I'd spend my Saturday nice you know, listen to, to Radio 5 Live listen to football like tinkering around with the engine yeah. come out and go I'm going to do myself a bloody fry for dinner because I can't because no one's checking and you go oh, I've turned into a dad <laughs> oh well I think it happens to us all yeah yeah you're going to turn into one of your parents yeah you know, totally yeah. oh god yeah I think food wise I'm turning more into my mum like She's, um, I don't know, always been like, uh, she's really like intuitive, like, mm, it's very hard to describe. She loves vegetables and the older I get, the more I'm like, I do actually genuinely really <laughs> love all vegetables and have want you, to eat loads of vegetables all the time. Have you started pickling yet? No, I still haven't tried pickling. If I didn't do it during lockdown, I don't know that I'm ever going to do it, but I did make my first kimchi. Oh. That's that's way more than pickling. Is it? Like that's you've you've skipped a level. Oh, did like, I? Pickling is easier than pickling is oh. easier than kimchi. Oh, okay. Um, there was one that I did. What did I do? Oh, um, so it's you get in like Mexican restaurants yeah. with red onion that you mm. just do in lime juice. <gasps> Lovely. And then it goes all like pink and like oh yeah soft and you generally garnish. I'll happily eat one of those <laughs> just like a nice uh, yeah and you just leave it like 24 hours you don't have to be like oh. and that's one of the things I do quite a lot with food is like planning three meals ahead where you're that's like, nice and then you'd be excited about yeah, them for the yeah. whole time yeah, yeah. Well, I love just, that that was one of the cool things about lockdown yeah. uh, was going okay yeah I, I'm in the house for, but it's also why I for, couldn't for, give zero fucks about a little bit of weight gain during it because it's like well we couldn't move around it was illegal to do (laughs) as much as we would normally just today like we've met like where you know where your boat is at the moment but I I did a gym thing this morning and then I was like oh my fucking legs oh because normally probably six days out of seven I would have been stomping about town for different like chats or meetings or whatever and you're like oh and the exercise and now it's just the exercise and this is the first time I've done this in what six months you know? so of course my legs I can feel it I don't know I was just like oh for so fuck's sake but also the... on top of that you've got the where am I getting my joy from thinking yeah. about what I'm having for dinner in three days because yeah. I've started pickling it now yeah mm, yum in my tongue Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. 
Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Are there any foods that you, or drinks that you hate that most people love? Uh, so I'm not a huge fan of fish. Right? Okay. And it's a weird one because my family do see that as a character flaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing? Character that, flaw. They're just sort of like, well, just try it. Oh, you're, like, they, they're just, just assuming on, just at one point you'll be grown up enough to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because and they all do. Because like, loads of stuff. Hummus I didn't like. Right, um, right, right. And then, like, oh, yeah, I've tried it properly now rather than, because like, yeah. some of them are just a bit shit. Balsamic vinegar I wasn't a big fan of for ages. And like, sushi I tried for the first time after decades of going, well, I won't like that. I don't like fish. Why would I... Oh, okay. It's That's nice, amazing. And also the little pickled ginger bit is probably just the best bit. I'll eat a bag of that for Oh, <laughs> the little shredded pink yeah. bits of pickled ginger on top oh, of sushi. Yeah. I genuinely think that sushi's magic as well. Like, I did a quiz <laughs> thing. Because um, I, 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 I never... I don't think about sushi much. Like, it wouldn't be like... If I was choosing a takeaway, it's not kind of on my list. But as a thing to pick up for lunch if I'm in town, it's like, yeah, yes, please. Um, I did um, Too Good To Go for the first time the other day. Oh, right. Uh, which is a little app that you have on your phone. Oh, and right. it says... Uh, restaurants will just go, OK, cool. Uh, uh, we will have 10 bags of food to give away at the end of the day. <gasps> and, like... So, like, a sushi tray that you take to lunch. Yeah. For, like, for one of those offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we'll give you half of that for three quid. And you're just like... <gasps> and it, but, like, it's presuming it doesn't get sold. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's sort of so like... So, you sort a, of sign up in advance hoping you might get yeah, lunch. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I didn't realise that it was timed. So, I was just like, oh, yeah, sushi, great. Uh, I haven't had sushi in ages. And then it was like, yeah, you can pick this up from 10pm. And I was like, oh, oh no. no. I thought I'd picked my, like... It was seven o'clock. I wanted to. <laughs> I was like, mm. "Right, are you gonna cancel this?" Gonna... You're gonna have two dinners, Paul. Is what you're gonna do? <laughs> Tell me you had two dinners. I had two dinners. Good boy. <laughs> um, no, I did this quiz and I hadn't had sushi because of lockdown for six months. There's no good sushi places like where I live, and um, you had to do like two bits of quiz and then you had a break and you had to do three more bits of quiz. And I was absolutely not quite embarrassing but really having a very mediocre time <laughs> had some sushi and then smashed it yeah it's I won a dartboard <laughs> I know uh, we had one just before uh, lockdown where um, I went to the pub with my friend to do the quiz uh, yeah. near, near her work and then um, we won the, the like 50 quid bar yeah bar. nice and so we were like great and then we were going to go next the next week, and then um, I'd got the date wrong, so she was like, oh, shit. Yeah, she was like, don't worry, like, we'll spend the bar tab, but we'll just give you, like, next time, that equivalent amount. We'll yeah. Be, like, we'll get, we'll, I'll buy your food and drink for that evening. And I was like, brilliant. Um, and then, so she went with her mate, and then, like, bought, like, 40 quid's worth of food, 10 quid's worth of booze, and then they kicked off, and we're like, no, you can't. Like, it's... <gasps> It's four booze, and she was like, "But you only give like a week to before expires." Yeah, I'm gonna drink fifty. Like, so, so I'm not. It's not Wednesday. Fifty quid worth of booze on our own. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I could manage uh, it, but in a pair, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's oh. and, she, and so, she, but like in the end, she managed to kick off like successfully enough. That they were like, "Don't do it again." Uh, but yeah. It's a weird one because, like, I do love a pub quiz. I love a pub quiz, but I'm not very good at them. I've just got nice handwriting. <laughs> yeah. I'm ever allowed, ever allowed in, really. Do you have any like um, ritualistic things when it comes to eating? Is there anything that you think demands to be eaten in a certain way? It often happens with um, confectionery, like as a classic thing, is like a cream egg. You know, oh, like, how yeah. do you eat yours? But is there a uh, thing that you eat, and it doesn't have to be chocolate? But is there anything that you have in a certain way? No, there's uh, there's. Have you had a Tim Tam Slam? Never had a Tim Tam Slam. What's a Tim Tam oh, Slam? So it's, it's Australians penguin. Yeah. Right. And I called a Tim Tam. It's called a Tim Tam. It's the exact same thing, right? And what you do is you bite the end off. The, yeah. Uh, and then you get a cup of hot tea. <gasps> and you dunk it in. And then you suck <gasps> through. Maybe you bite both ends off. Yeah. yeah. And it, you suck through the sort of semi. So we're talking chocolate biscuit, chocolate biscuit, yeah, chocolate yeah. fondant in the middle, very light covering of yeah. chocolate all around the. And whole so you thing. nibble off like the diagonal corners, right. 
and then you oh the diagonal corners and then you use it as a straw (sighs) and you suck hot tea up and what happens is it sort of melts and falls apart and then you just shove it in your face oh that's a slam bit yeah quick slam yeah uh, and oh, I remember wow. watching. Um, <laughs> uh Oh, who did it? Who yeah, taught you it? It was. Oh, no, it was on TV. Oh. Was, um, uh, Graham Norton interviewing uh, Natalie and Brulia when I was of an interesting age. Wait, like, when Natalie and Brulia was uh, really nice to watch do something that yeah, disgusting. And, yeah, and so she's like making sort of semi-erotic noise, and, uh, and you're like. Oh, so I'm squirting. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> there's, some, there's some real funny ones. Of like when you when you actually go back into your um, like sexual awakening history. Oh God! Like, yeah. When you're just like, oh, like, um, <laughs> like. Bugs Bunny is dressed as a girl and I don't know how I feel about that but (laughs) (laughs) don't delve too deep into it no there's no point over analysing it is there often Tim Tam Slam sounds amazing and I love it that you were taught it by a very sexy teenage (laughs) crush on Natalie Umbruglia I I don't rarely ask this question to boys and I'm making myself ask all boys because I always ask girls because they've always got an interesting answer but historically I've found that boys haven't necessarily and that's dog shit feminism of me I'll cut that run up in but that's why I'm going to ask and you don't have to answer but it's fine. have you always had a good relationship with eating or has it ever been complicated so uh, as I mentioned being the fat one in my family and so you uh, yeah and uh, but uh, my weight but also does, not being fat but your weight you, changes as my it, weight does fluctuate right. and uh, yeah so there are uh, and also because I don't eat because it is like sometimes people's weight is not related to their uh, the stuff going in so they're like oh I eat really healthily but oh, of I, like, I, I still struggle with it and mine is really annoyingly not like when right, you right, go, right, right. like when you go oh yeah I put weight on it's because I'm eating cake like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah 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 I put weight on it oh, all right, time because yeah, we're course. baking with the kids and then yeah. I'm eating, and then uh, I'm sure. eating cake, and I'm not doing any exercise, and I'm yeah, having, and I'm not having I'm all the a, energy expenditure uh, yeah, and, and adrenaline of work. Pudding yeah. every night. Yeah, it's a couple of puddings bored, a day. Yeah, like, of and so you're like, and yeah, and I'm having cans in the evening. But I don't because, think that's a bad relationship with eating. I don't think that's what I meant. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah but, but like, like it, uh, and I, uh, so I've never been like, um, like uh, bulimic or anything yeah, 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 like yeah. that. And uh, I think part of the reason that I... Because you get some people who are, like, um, exercise bulimic, where they're like, oh, yeah, I will do... I'll eat, like... uh, Exercise addiction, essentially. Yeah, yeah, so I'll I'll eat terribly, but then I... If I do, because it's sort of, like, basic... Uh, oh yeah you put more energy in then you yeah. and so they're like yeah I'll just run 15,000 miles because I want to eat feel uh, like burgers. I deserve to eat yeah, yeah I want to eat burgers every day and so I will eat this yeah. down and uh, yeah I think it's only because I hate exercise so much <laughs> I was just like yeah I just won't eat the food that I <laughs> yeah. quite like the food but I don't like it to this, the extent that I really want to do all of that exercise all of the exercise I'll happily do a bit (laughs) play for the side but I'm not it's the same with like um, because I I do think that like obviously veganism uh, can be a good societal thing but I do think that some people are using it as a um, almost like it's an eating disorder it's definitely like, definitely used as an eating disorder like yeah. the prevalence of people with um, sort of in recovery from more well known eating disorders taking on veganism as a um, as a me- as a sort of uh, I suppose it, it's sociologically acceptable way of controlling their calorie intake yeah. um, that's like I think pretty solid rock fact and yeah. there's like a lovely um there's a brilliant uh, doctor called Laura Thomas who I've had on the podcast before who's a therapist for people with disordered eating but just sort of uh, an absolute genius at describing the benefits and how to like just eat intuitively and give less fucks. Yeah. But there's a lovely thing on her Instagram where it was like, because she's vegan, and she was like, look, um, you you can be vegan and, 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 and in recovery from an eating disorder and not fucking up. 
yeah. you just need to ask yourself the question essentially as to really really why you're doing it yeah. um, it's thing, complicated isn't it yeah my thing with veganism is that I happily like I, I think this was vegan yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about it. And that was it's it. It's just lush food. I just made loads of food that I like. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I tried to make one of these things into a sad little burger, yeah. I would have been sad. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't try and replicate a, a meat thing. Yeah. And so, like, I went to the uh, Brewdog, uh, which has uh, Biff's Jack Shack in which is like a friend of mine called Mark Burrows uh, from Comedy. Yeah. So it's his brother and he basically made a load of... Is he a music journalist now? Uh, yes. He's, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he wrote a book on... Um, he's writing a book on uh, David Bowie and... Wow. The other one whose name escapes me. I think he might live near me in South East London because I used to see him at the same train station. Yeah, yeah. He's a lovely boy. Yeah. Um, um, but he... Uh, so his brother uh, runs this sort of vegan... It was like a vegan food shack like one of those food truck things and then just became really popular and Brewdog were like do it here yeah and we went for the eat out takeout thing but I, I was like yeah it's like nice and stuff but like jackfruit is like I'm tasting all of the things that I'm tasting is the spice and the barbecue sauce that you put it in yeah and it doesn't really taste of much even though you've like yeah like you've crisped up the edges yeah, and yeah. you've made a little caramel char on it my to, issue with jackfruit uh, is I understand that texturally it looks a bit like pulled pork. I think that's it. Yeah. But other than that, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not got any of, like, I, I don't have a, I'm, I'm not like anti-fake meats because I think whatever, if it's good for the planet, then whatever. But um, there's no, like, it is a fruit. It's like a bit yeah. of watery bit of fruit, actually, yeah. in reality. You're like, no, swap it in for, you can't swap yeah. that in for the bit that was supposed to give you like muscle repair and energy and longevity <laughs> yeah. like the protein bit that's no that's yeah. no that's not a valid swap for that yeah. I'd rather just have some butter beans or something yeah. that was never pretending to be a bit of pulled pork my well, question with butter beans yeah are they called that because you're supposed to need loads of butter on them I don't know <laughs> if they were named by a French person probably yeah because they do not seem to I, like having them because they were favourite of my dad's and I've never oh, liked really? them really and I was like and it, you know that thing you do where you try things again in your yeah, like, try and I was again. like because oh, like those aubergines hate it and then now you, you just go oh I've just had bad aubergine like, yeah 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 aubergine's really easy to fuck up yep because you just like if you do it not long enough it's yeah. just sad and pale and oh like, sponge and grey spongy and, sponge uh, whereas if you just like honestly roasting off is the thing that's yeah. like that learning how to just it's not even learning it's like because it's yeah. roasts are pretty unfuckable you just have yeah. to take the stick time stick it in there for a good yeah. half hour yeah, yeah. and yeah. little so, cubes yeah so no, like when get into hot oil loads of veg in there and that's what I'll do regularly yeah. as a a um, if I do feel that I've been eating too much shit but like we'll just go right we're having all of the veg today yeah that's the meal and just literally have like a tray of roast veg nice. like roast peppers onions potatoes and stuff and just nice. go right there's, there's a little bit of oil in there but that's fine cause yeah, yeah. yeah nice you've had all of the veg it's fine if you've got a hangover what are you having uh it's my one that I used to have when I was a student uh and I used to prepare for it like if nice. I knew I was like going out I'd be like right I'd go buy that now was king size Snickers and um, pineapple juice Whoa. Ice, ice cold and uh, what a belting combination yeah it's got all you need it's got your fat and you sort of wake up knowing it's got your it's sugar it's got your I imagine some vitamins from the pineapple juice <laughs> I really like pineapple juice anyway yeah. um, but my anger with pineapple juice is the two inches at the bottom of right. the sludge right. you're supposed to shake it up but I don't want to the texture's weird and so I just sort of like but just get rid of that you managed to get, get rid, rid of, of it you've got rid of every other I thought you were going to say save it for best <laughs> no he's getting rid of it but like and then I but like why can't Del Monte Sainsbury's whoever is making my pineapple juice yeah. get rid of that bottom inch of sludge like Oh, I don't know. They, don't they, ask me. I'm no pineapple expert. Because they've got like orange juice with bits and without bits. So yeah. Clearly, the the system's there. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious.
A curse falls on humanity, which means that whenever anyone tries to speak, the words bum tits comes out instead of what they were trying to say. At first it's hilarious, and if anything, it's better than it was before. But then the real implications start kicking in. Court cases can't deliver justice. Parents can't console children. Surgeons are in a terrible way, not to mention their patients. It's horrific, and all the world begins to unravel. The curse has agreed to lift, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Paul, agree to blow up an entire bouncy castle just with your own natural huff. This sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! It takes a full day, though. You're absolutely wazzocked. You've not had a chance for any snacks. You're starving. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time for saving humanity from the Buntit's verbal curse. Mm-hmm. Um, but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. And so uh, nothing has to be possible, let alone... You can not give a shit about ethics or health or anything like that. Um, it can be entirely fantastical, if you like. But the idea of the run-up is... I want you to be the happiest and the hungriest you could possibly be. It's the opposite of a last meal. Okay, so the starter. Yeah. Not starter. The first. The first thing <laughs> I want, like the platonic ideal of a pint. Right. So, uh, have you watched uh, Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, a long time well, ago. So there's a bit where they do the roof for the thing, and it's like it, they're basically makes a deal with the prison guards that he'll do the accounts if they do uh, if they, he gets a bucket of beers for all of the him and his friends ah. at the end and they've all worked really hard and they're doing that and then he pulls like a beer out of the thing and there's all the like the dew drops on it yeah and you go, oh that looks like a fuck but like and I want so like because I always like having a new beer that I've not had before like yeah. and sometimes that's a risk where you go to a new place and it's like ah oh, this is a bit shit yeah. but like something like just like a fruity IPA that I've not had before but it's great nice and a big pint of that and you're like mm, yeah that'll go down lovely great uh, then when I was like 21 something around that time uh, we went uh, camping me and my a uh, couple of mates and we were doing sort of like one of those little shit barbecues yeah yeah disposable one doing bur- burgers on that and then we got a load of prawns Ooh. and a big uh, a big bag of uh, stubbies you know the little lagers oh yeah and the burgers were just shitty and fatty yeah. and so uh, the prawns were like defrosting in a little thing and there was like no so they were about to explode with the <gasps> fat inside and no so they'd like squeeze them the fat into the dish with the prawns in and then was like oh, oh, oh maybe and poured a little bit of like half a stubby in there mixed it together and then put the prawns so the like basically beef dripping and beer yeah. covered prawns put them on the barbecue <gasps> and it makes this like beautiful like crust oh wow and, like, smoke it and it is I've never done it again because it was so good you don't <laughs> want to fuck it up there's no what, recreating what, it what if I make, what if I make it bad oh, what if there was a, wow. like another ingredient I've forgotten that's so good wow uh, and then uh, maybe just a big pile of those and then um, so you know they did the, the miso um, aubergine yeah that but instead of an aubergine it's a steak okay <laughs> miso steak miso steak you get a lovely crust on it and then you can do it a bit Whoa. longer so you get this like the char and the caramel bit wow. it sort of protects it so you get the yeah. bloody inside yeah. but also it heats through a bit more so it's nice uh, that steak and then I want um, what are they called uh, they're called chips right <laughs> In the black country, which is where I grew up, yeah. there's a thing that they do, the orange chips. Oh. Uh, and it was a big secret for ages, and then it turns out all they do is they just coat them in the batter that you would coat fish in. Right. Uh, and then they, so, and it's got like paprika in and stuff. Oh, so it's, nice. Uh, orange. And you get orange chips, and they're crispy. Great. And they're great. Okay. Chips. And then I would have a cocktail that is called a Bronx. Hello. Um, which sounds is, really, sounds bourbon and yeah so it's of that sort of like martini glass era so it's from nice. the, so there's the Manhattan and then they all had their own and they all fell out of right um, so I think the Brooklyn is um, it might be bourbon but uh, so it's gin and orange juice and vermouth and then orange bitters and it's basically <gasps> just like a big floral glass of lovely orange juice and nice. booze and then I would have the put uh, instantly if I ever go on off menu <laughs> this is essentially it's going to be the same that's absolutely is, fine that's absolutely this, fine 
It's, it's, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> if anyone's like, if Ed, like, in 10 years' time, and I've finally had one off many years. <laughs> You're like, this and hasn't then, changed. Um, I'm afraid this hasn't changed. Yeah. And people are, like, getting in touch on whatever future Twitter is. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can even to, say to the producers of Off Menu, like, guys, actually, you can just copy and paste copy if you and like. Paste this. I will go into more detail. Of though. course. Um, there's a thing they're called... My mum got them from a... Um, Marks and Spencer's magazine. Yeah. But they are like little ramekin puddings. Yeah. So they're chocolate and then you freeze booze and cream. So you Ooh. make a cream and booze mixture. You freeze that and you put a nugget in the middle and then you cover it with more chocolate sauce <gasps> and it goes into the oven with a little bit of water in the sort of baking tray around. Right. It, and it all steams and it Ooh. like turns into a cake but the inside is then melted chocolate booze. Wow. And you pop your spoon in there and it all bubbles out and it's great and um, we have that as Christmas dinner uh, oh our, instead Christmas, of Christmas food because uh, we all decided the Christmas food to share yeah <laughs> right? good so, shout what a lovely um, alternative uh, yeah well this is one of my things that I've um, noticed over the years is that you can just like you can because Christmas is all about tradition yeah and you can just make a make tradition. your own traditions like, all you have to do is do it three years in a row and then it's like people will get that's angry it. if you don't do it yeah. <laughs> what? what we always do this yeah we've just lovely. done it twice <laughs> this is, nice yeah. um, well people will be breaking some fucking traditions yeah, yeah. this year oh yeah Covid carries on like it is yeah I've already told my uh, my family that I might not come home for Christmas because oh. <laughs> they're like why are we doing it and I was like I've seen so much of you this year. are we having a sip of your rice Gin just well, before we, we clock off. Yeah, I thought we'd do oh, it on, yes. on the podcast, right? Yeah. Than, oh my uh, god. Oh, no, that was my glass. Yeah. I don't want to infect you with my germs. I don't have oh, any germs. I no, just got tested for uh, COVID. I don't have it. Magic. Yeah. So this is raspberry gin. Uh, yeah. Same, uh, pretty much <gasps> as the. Oh, look at this. Um, I need to pap it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the same uh, thing. You get a Kilman jar. You get a load of raspberries. Uh, you put a little sugar on them to macerate the fruit Love and break it. it down a bit, cover it in gin, you leave it in a cupboard for three uh, three months. Uh, actually, raspberries is a little less than that, I think I did it for a month and a half. Yeah. And then I squeeze it through a uh, new muslin. muslin cloth. Yeah. Um, that's a bit of a new one, because uh, I once poisoned about a gram's worth of stock. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Shit! Yeah, I had to pour booze down the drain like an alcoholic. Oh in the 50s no! <laughs> Heartbreaking. Uh, right, I'm going in. Oh, it smells amazing. Cheers, lovely man. Thank you for having me. Do you know what it smells of? Um, it smells of Austria to me, uh, and like to- childhood holidays to see family in Austria. Yeah, and I do, then um, Kirsch over there. Yeah, it? Like cherry. And my great granddad had an or- like his own little, t- tiny little orchard, but like oh, prolific. Nice. And was it was all this, and from quite early in the day, stuff like this would be going around. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, it's delicious! Oh my god, it's so sweet. That's dangerous. I'm glad I don't know how to make that. <laughs> I gave some to. It's um, that squash for grown-ups. Yeah, isn't it? I gave some to uh, Stu Goldsmith a couple of years back as mm. a because uh, he does the Comedians Comedian podcast. Mm. I was like. Hey, support an artist that I was like, mate, I'm broke. But yeah, <laughs> uh, and so I got in touch with his lovely wife and was like, if I sent him booze, would he like that? And she was like, yeah. he very much would. Oh. So I like, posted him that, got his little surprise, and he was like, got in touch, was like, mate, it was so good. Like me and my wife knocked knocked it over in like an evening. Yeah, uh, I was like, wow. And he was like, so what is that? Is that like twenty percent? I was like, it's thirty three. Because uh, it really? just does not taste. No, like, it doesn't. Is like, that thirty-three percent? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I've got a mixing and two gigs. <laughs> um, that is so delicious. But you, you know, it's not like um, I'm not, I'm, I'd feel like I'm potentially ruding it by saying it doesn't taste that alcoholic because it does. The first hit you get is just all raspberry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, then, but then there's this lovely burn. I mean it in the. Poss- yeah, nicest yeah, yeah. possible way like it's grown up it's not an alco pop it's not you know yeah well I try and not make them sort of like sickly sweet no I'm not into that I either do, this do, is the dream one of the things that if you do want to do this on recipes online they'll yeah. be like it's um, the rough ratio is a pound of fruit right um, half a pound of sugar and a pint of gin and like half that sugar yeah like immediately half and then at the end when you're you, your mother's son yeah but at the end <laughs> when, you're, when you're like mixing it together yeah 
that sugar there because you right, can't just lovely. like fine tune it but like yeah the loads of them that i made off like recipes were like way too sweet mm. and you'd have to be like oh yeah it needs mixing with like a tonic or like a soda water or something but like god it surprisingly feels absolutely right to be sipping <laughs> on a on the on one of the last hot days of the <laughs> yeah, summer yeah. it's an indian summer yeah because not it there was a, a point that i was trying to do um oh, i love the smell of it where i was like oh i'm going to try and reverse engineer pins right uh, <laughs> uh, <and> go, <laughs> okay uh, i don't know what this is but like make a fruity summer cup to, yeah and then it was like actually pims is not great like yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's all about the stuff in it isn't yeah it, really? and it's it's sort of more the like the spectacle of having yeah. a pims of like oh it's in a big jug and you've got all the ice and the mint and the but like the actual flavor is not great especially no. when it's with lemonade because yeah it's yeah really sweet anyway you know, like this would be, mint would be lovely with yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, <gasps> but this is uh yeah if you're going to use it as the base of any sort of cocktail yeah, yeah. oh Mint's the only thing I've grown and haven't killed over lockdown. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. mint, mint's such an interesting one for me because that's one that I just think it's like I don't mind it in a couple of things. Okay. But like I do believe it is a toothpaste flavour. Oh, love, fine. So like, oh, I mean, it makes complete sense actually. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, oh yeah, shit, yeah. It, it's so I I just go, no, it's toothpaste. That is toothpaste yeah. flavour. And like when people are like, I have crusted a salmon in it, and you're like, why would you put toothpaste on fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd want it crusting <laughs> a salmon. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's one of those weird mental blocks. Even though I have had stuff in that life like light and mint. Do you like mint chocolate chip ice cream? It's one of my faves. Uh, do you know what I haven't had it? It since tastes I was very kid. synthetic and not really much mm. like mint. Oh, try it again. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what is interesting? Uh, speaking mm. of synthetic flavours, mm. so uh, you've had banana flavoured things. Oh, yeah. And they don't taste anything like bananas. No. Right. And um, there's a woman who put a uh, famous woman singer who had uh, a hat made of fruit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, the mistake that when if you see people, you know, like, oh yeah, I'll do a come around it, is the bananas are wrong. Right. Because uh, they're bendy bananas, which is uh, a variety called Cavendish. Right. Which is like 80, 90% of the world's bananas are this one, which is really dangerous because they might, they're really susceptible to anything. Like, right. if, like you know how the um, potato blight hit? Yeah. Uh, and that was just Island. like, yeah. hit Ireland, it was just one breed of potato but they yeah. literally had two breeds of potato in Ireland that they brought over because uh, there's like hundreds but there's literally uh, and there was a type of banana that went extinct in the 60s that right. was sort of like a weird little oval shape yeah. banana it was just sort of if, imagine a banana but it doesn't bend yeah. and that is the flavour <gasps> that banana flavourings are <gasps> So when you go, oh, that banana doesn't taste anything like banana flavouring, or the other way around, it's because it's not trying to be banana flavour. Oh my god, it's, a, it's an extinct type yeah. of overly banana. Yeah. Oh my god, it just makes me think of all those people that got upset about Brexit and said we want our <laughs> bended bananas back, and you're like, no. incidentally, bananas incidentally. aren't bendy. Yeah. Like when they were like, yeah, we want bendy bananas. You go, no, they're not bendy because if you bend them they'd be turned to mush yeah. they are already they're just curved you yeah there's a difference between a curve and a bend <laughs> yeah god let's not get into it it's going to be all over everything isn't it again soon uh, oh well this is bloody lovely thank you so much right it's been really nice to do a thing like it's, just well, have a little entertain yeah the treat uh, is all mine yeah. what a lovely thing mmm delicious what a magical guest. Follow Paul on the internet. He's on Twitter as at Comedy Savage, one word. And there's a link to his Kickstarter where he is crowdfunding a new collection of comics that he has made. There is a link in the podcast notes or search within Kickstarter for Paul Savage Comics for more information. If you want to try Oddbox, you can get a tenner off your first box using a link that's in the podcast notes or in the bio on the podcast's Twitter account, at The Hoovering Pod. Should be following it anyway. Follow it if you're not. And we're on Instagram, at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me everywhere if you want, at Jessica Foster Q. You can support the podcast by giving it five-star reviews and nice recommendations generally around and about the place or with cold hard money on either Acast supporter or on Patreon. Links to everything, including to everything that we mentioned of note are as ever 
in the very full and busy um, and ample podcast notes. Anything longer than a tweet to message me, I do love that. You can email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 